What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week six wide receiver start sits. So going through every single week six matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver, and then listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts are going to be the players you feel very confident throwing into your lineup, your wide receiver ones, your wide receiver twos, the uh, fringe options. These are going to be more like your wide receiver threes, flex plays, and then sits. These are players that you would prefer to keep on your bench. Um, if you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you want to check out the other start sit videos, those will all be posted today also. But let's dive into the uh, Thursday night matchup where we have the Broncos taking on the Chiefs and really not a pretty matchup at the wide receiver position. For the Broncos, I have Jerry Judy as a fringe option and then I'm going to be sitting Cortland Sutton and Marvin Mims. Even though Sutton has been probably the more productive guy through five weeks, I still think Judy's their wide receiver one. Sutton coming off a pretty, you know, down game. Judy was all right, even though really no one uh, really balled out, I guess, aside from the running backs for the Broncos last week. So I have Judy as probably like a back-end wide receiver three, but I'm really not too excited about it. Pretty frustrated. We're not seeing Marvin Mims getting more involved. I guess maybe one of these wide receivers could end up getting traded, which would open up a starting spot for Marvin Mims. But at this point, definitely not someone you want to consider starting in fantasy. And then for the Chiefs, I mean, this wide receiver room continues to be a committee. They kind of have this weird thing going on where the wide receivers who get the most snaps are not the ones who are actually able to command targets. So you have Sky Moore, Justin Watson, and MVS running a lot of routes, but none of them are, you know, really commanding targets at a high level. Then you have Rasheed Rice, who's barely running any routes, but has like a 36% target rate. Kadarius Tony, kind of the same thing where he's not running a lot of routes, but when he is running routes, he's getting targeted. Same thing with Justin Ross. Like I think he might've run six routes on a Sunday and had like four targets. It's a weird situation. Rasheed Rice is still the guy I'm highest on long-term just because he's commanding targets and he has a reasonable, um, you know, kind of chance to gain routes throughout the season. So he's the guy I like long-term, but in the short-term, going to be sitting all of these wide receivers. And then we're going to move over to Sunday where we have the Ravens taking on the Titans and the Ravens wide receivers and just weapons in general may have put on one of the worst overall performances I've ever seen. Um, specifically for Zay Flowers, this should have been a monster game. He was targeted 11 times. He still turned it into five for 73, but he had at least two drops, which should have accounted for like two receptions, probably like 30-ish yards. And then he also fell down on a ball that should have been a deep completion. Flowers is still locked in as their clear wide receiver one. Um, and Lamar has looked very impressive as a passer. So I think Flowers is a nice wide receiver two rest of season. It would have been nice to see him put together a huge game here because the opportunities were out there. It didn't happen, but not panicking. He's still a locked in start. The rest of these Ravens wide receivers, I mean, OBJ has done nothing. He's in and out of the lineup kind of something we saw coming here just based on the injury history and his age. Rashad Bateman has been a massive miss for me. I really liked him as like a late round flyer. I liked him as a prospect. He's barely been able to get on the field. And then even when he has, I mean, this was a bad game. He had the easy touchdown drop. Um, he had a deep pass drop just right through his hands. So it has not been a good run from Rashad Bateman. Lamar keeps balling out. Zay Flowers should be the guy who's able to take advantage of it. So he is going to be a locked in start. On the other side for the Titans, we finally saw D-Hop have kind of like a breakout game here. Clearly his best game of the season. It seems like he's fully back from that uh, ankle injury. He played limited snaps in week uh, four, 
Back to the clear wide receiver one snaps here in week five. He was targeted 11 times, caught eight of them for 140 receiving yards. So I'd say he's like in that fringe wide receiver two territory this week. There's a lot of those wide receivers that could be classified as like back-end wide receiver twos, high-end wide receiver threes. I feel like that's probably where he's going to slot in for my uh, weekly rankings. Now, in the next matchup, we have the Commanders taking on the Falcons. Not super pretty here at the wide receiver position. For the Commanders, I do have McLaurin as a fringe option. Curtis Samuel has been pretty productive, but I don't really think you actually want to trust him in your lineup. Jahan Dotson has the talent, just hasn't come through this season. The Commanders are just not concentrating their targets on their best weapons, which is frustrating. Like you should see Terry and Jahan Dotson way more involved in terms of their passing volume, their receiving volume. It has not happened. So because Terry's the number one target, I have him as a fringe option, but probably more of like a back end wide receiver three. And then for the Falcons, this is just like the Drake London spot. We actually saw Desmond Ritter have a pretty decent game. And when Ritter played well, uh, Drake London put together a solid fantasy day. He's just going to be in like that back end wide receiver three territory along with Tara McLaurin, just not in a great situation to be super reliable week to week. But I truly do believe in the talent long term. Now, moving over to a divisional matchup, we have the Vikings taking on the Bears. And for the Vikings, um, the reports haven't been great when it comes to Justin Jefferson and his status for week six. So if he ends up missing this game, I mean, obviously, if he plays, you're starting Justin Jefferson and then Addison, you could consider him as a start, but probably more of a fringe option. But if Jefferson does not play, this really could be a huge breakout opportunity for Jordan Addison. I mean, he's already been impressive through five weeks, but this could be a massive Jordan Addison game. He was still playing wide receiver three snaps prior to Justin Jefferson going down, still put up six for 64 and a touchdown. But if Jefferson misses, he is going to be locked into those two wide receiver sets with himself and KJ Osborne. This is a great matchup here against the Bears. So if Jefferson is out, I think you fire up Jordan Addison as a very confident wide receiver too. Would still be sitting KJ Osborne, just not a huge believer in the talent there. For the Bears, you got to fire up DJ Moore after that monster Thursday night football game he had. It definitely seems like the Bears passing offense has turned a corner. After being really rough through three weeks, Justin Fields has gone out, been slinging it all over the place in week four and week five. Got to like Moore as a wide receiver too. That's going to lead us into the seahawks Bengals matchup. For the Seahawks, DK Metcalf locked in um, start every single week. Tyler Lockett has honestly been underwhelming, especially when you consider the fact that JSN really hasn't been involved. I think heading into the season, if you told me that Tyler Lockett didn't really pay off at his price, I would have thought that it was because Jackson Smith and Jigba broke in and had a really big role. JSN has been pretty much a non-factor, and Tyler Lockett still hasn't been like a huge fantasy option. He is streaky, you know, he's had those huge highs and huge lows in previous seasons. So I still think you fire him up as like a fringe wide receiver too, but he's definitely been a little bit underwhelming to start off the season. Um, just mentioned him, but obviously going to be sitting JSN. Has not carved out a large enough role yet. Then for the Bengals, I mean, it looks like Joe Burrow is back. I don't really know the uh, like medical science of it on how he could be so banged up and immobile through the first four weeks and then just come right out in week five and somehow look like, you know, prime Joe Burrow like we've seen, but it happened. Not going to question it. Jamar Chase with a monster day with T Higgins out. Obviously, Jamar Chase is a start, even if Joe Burrow can't walk. Um, but then T Higgins, I think he has a shot to play with his rib injury. We didn't see him in uh, week five. He talked about potentially trying to give it a go in that game. So maybe he plays. If he does, I think he's more of a 
probably a back-end wide receiver too, playing through that injury. If T. Higgins can't give it a go, maybe you could consider Tyler Boyd as like a fringe option, but personally, I really wouldn't love it. Um, in the next matchup, we have the 49ers taking on the Browns. For the 49ers, you just continue to fire up all these weapons. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, locked in wide receivers. And then for the Browns here, Amari Cooper, a pretty clear start week to week. I have Elijah Moore as a sit. I do think he's someone who could be a wide receiver three rest of the season. He's commanded a lot of volume when Deshaun Watson has been playing quarterback. Um, he had a rough game when it was uh, DTR at QB, but not going to take a ton away from that. I just think this is a tough spot to expect Elijah Moore to take that volume into big time production when you're going up against the 49ers. It's a tough matchup. So I will have him as a sit, but I do think he's kind of interesting long term. And as someone you could probably buy pretty low on, it's just like a throw in in a deal. Um, the next game is going to be between the Saints and the Texans. For the Saints, Chris Olave coming off a kind of rough back-to-back games. Did get into the end zone in week five for the first time, so that was good to see. You still fire him up as like a fringe wide receiver one. Just a crazy talented player. Not going to be uh, scared off from two not great weeks. And then for Michael Thomas, I mean, he just continues this production of like between 50 and 70 receiving yards with no touchdowns. Like in PPR leagues, he's almost a lock for between like nine and 12 points, which is startable as like your wide receiver three. So he'll be a fringe option for me, kind of like a back end wide receiver three moving forward. And then for the Texans, Nico Collins came back down to earth after his huge week four. I still think he's the best option here at the wide receiver position, a solid wide receiver two. And then we have Tank Dell. He was putting together a decent game left with a concussion. So we'll see if he's able to give it a go. Hopefully he is. If he does play, he'll be a fringe option for me. And then going to be sitting Robert Woods. Moving over to the Colts-Jaguars matchup. For the Colts, potentially an upgrade for these wide receivers with Richardson missing some time. Um, Obviously, from a fantasy perspective, Richardson is much better. But in terms of supporting these wide receivers, you're not going to have Minshew taking a ton of rush attempts. He's going to have a decent amount of passing volume. So I think you continue to fire up Pittman as a wide receiver too. And then some people may be surprised by this, but I've been very high on Josh Downs. And I actually think Josh Downs is like fringe start worthy this week. Like I think he could be your wide receiver three, your flex option. We saw Minshew take over pretty early on in that uh, week five game. Josh Downs went six for 97. That was his best game of the season and of his career since he's a rookie. And then in week three, when we saw Gardner Minshew start uh, the other game, he was targeted 12 times, caught eight of those for 57 yards. So him and Minshew clearly have some chemistry. The passing volume is going to be there. So I do like Josh Downs as like a potential wide receiver three this week. And he's someone where if you're desperate, he could just be sitting on waivers um, in your league. On the other side with the uh, Jaguars, good to see my guy Calvin Ridley kind of have a bounce back here. We saw the volume. We saw him getting used, you know, for a few rush attempts. So I like the usage. Didn't get into the end zone, but still a great fantasy day. And then Christian Kirk with Zay Jones not being able to stay healthy. He continues to be a really solid fantasy option, probably like a fringe wide receiver two moving forward. Um, And obviously a better option if Zay Jones ends up missing some time. Then we're going to have the Panthers taking on the Dolphins. And I really don't know what's going on here with Adam Thielen. I mean, he looked completely cooked last year with the Vikings. You had that dude running the second most routes in the NFL, playing uh, on the opposite side of Justin Jefferson, who's drawing a ton of attention, and he was barely able to do anything. He was wildly underwhelming for fantasy. Now you throw him onto a terrible offense where he's like operating as the clear-cut wide receiver one, and somehow he's just been dominant for fantasy. Don't know what happened there. 
but you just got to ride the hot hand. Uh, you fire him up as a start. Even last week, I was like, I can't start someone who's in such a low volume passing attack. And then he still goes out there and drops another huge game. So you just got to accept it at this point, wide receiver two, until he shows us otherwise. Um, some people may argue wide receiver one, I'm not going to get there. Wide receiver two is probably where we're going to peak there. Um, but then sitting Jonathan Mingo and DJ Chark, I think Mingo's interesting long-term. If he can continue to improve as a rookie, um, DJ Chark, if he's locked in behind Thielen, you have Mingo kind of gaining there. Not someone I love uh, rest of season. And then for the Dolphins, don't have to think too hard about it. You fire up Tyreek Hill and you fire up Jalen Waddell. That's going to lead us into the Patriots Raiders matchup for the Patriots. I mean, this offense is broken at this point. None of these wide receivers were ever super viable, but especially not now after they got shut out by the Saints. So sitting Devontae Parker, sitting Kendrick Bourne, sitting Juju Smith-Schuster. Then for the Raiders, obviously you start Devontae Adams coming off a little bit of a down game, but it happens. He's a locked in wide receiver one. Jacoby Myers, when playing with Jimmy G, has been insane. So uh, Jacoby Myers in the first five weeks, he missed week two with a concussion. And then week four, they did not have Jimmy G playing. So in the three games with Jimmy G as a starter, Jacoby Myers is averaging 21.7 PPR points per game, and he has totaled 32 targets in those three games. He's a weekly wide receiver too at this point until he shows us otherwise. You just fire him up in your lineup and you don't question it. Next up is going to be the Lions taking on the Buccaneers. For the Lions, hopefully we get Amon Ross St. Brown back this week. He did not play in week four. If Amon Ra is active, you fire him up as a start. If Amon Ra plays, you probably don't love the idea of starting a guy like Josh Reynolds. Jameson Williams, decent role, but didn't do a ton with it. If Amon Ross St. Brown misses again, I think you feel confident throwing Josh Reynolds, at least as like a fringe option, a wide receiver three. He has been the clear number two behind Amon Ra, led the team um, in receiving with Amon Ra out. So that's kind of how I'd gauge that wide receiver room with Amon Ra's health. On the other side for the Buccaneers, we'll see if Mike Evans is able to give it a go. If he can play, you lock him in as a start. I also think Chris Godwin is a potential start here. Solid matchup here against the Lions. We'll see if Mike Evans is 100%. We finally saw Chris Godwin have a big game um, after Mike Evans left in week four. So we'll see you know, how that shakes out, the injury news rest of the week. But right now, I'll just have both of those guys uh, listed as starts. The next matchup is going to be between the Cardinals and the Rams. And for the Cardinals, you just continue to fire up Marquise Brown. I was high on him heading into the season. He has been very impressive so far for fantasy, not even playing with his you know, starting quarterback and Kyler. Josh Downs has been able to support him. So I think he continued to fire him up as a fringe wide receiver too. Uh, Michael Wilson had a big breakout in week four, didn't do much in week five. He's going to be a sit, still someone you could stash long-term. And then sitting Rondell Moore, Moore could honestly get some work at running back. He logged some carries last week. We'll see what Keontae Ingram and James Conner's health status is. Not something that would make you know him be super playable, but just kind of throwing that out there. And then for the Rams, this was probably one of the more interesting wide receiver rooms to kind of monitor heading into week five. And I feel like we have to be pretty pleased with what we saw. Cooper Cup came back, was not on any sort of restriction. I think he didn't run a route on like one drop back. So he was in there pretty much the entire game, dominant per usual. And then we saw Puka Nakua, definitely able to coexist with Cooper Cup. So I think that's going to be a very impressive duo moving forward. And I like this matchup here against the Cardinals. This could be a smash game from this uh, Rams offense. I do have 2-2 listed as a sit. I just think it's tough to start like a third wide receiver. 
But in a plus matchup, I don't think it would be crazy. He probably just misses the cut of being a fringe option. But like I said, I don't think it would be wild, especially if they kind of go nuclear offensively. That's going to lead us into the Eagles taking on the Jets. Just a lot of green here. We're starting these star wide receivers. For the Eagles, A.J. Brown coming off a solid game, big game. Um, He's a locked in start. Devonta Smith coming off a down game. This is going to happen with these offenses. You know, Dallas Goddard struggled early on. Brown, Devonta Smith were putting up big games. Brown and Goddard go off. Someone's got to be left out of it. Last week it was Devonta Smith. Definitely not worried long term. And then for the Jets, not a great game from Garrett Wilson. I still think you fire him up as a wide receiver too, even though Zach Wilson is at quarterback. Then we're going to have Sunday Night Football with the Giants taking on the Bills. For the Giants, this offense is rough. Just fade this wide receiver position. Like seeing Wondell Robinson involved as like a dynasty asset, but not interested in any of these dudes for a redraft. And then for the Bills, obviously uh, Stephon Diggs is a locked in start. And then Gabe Davis. I did not like Gabe Davis heading into the season, but he has been on an absolute tear over the past four weeks. 17.3 PPR points per game over that stretch. He has been carried by scoring touchdowns in every single one of those games. The volume still hasn't been great, only 5.2 targets per game, but I think he has to be considered a weekly wide receiver three with his touchdown upside. If you want to say he's a start, I get it. For me, I just don't think this run is consistent. The number of touchdowns he's scoring compared to the volume he's getting, I just don't think is sustainable moving forward. But like I said, wide receiver three, in my opinion. And then the final game of the week, Cowboys taking on the Chargers. For the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb coming off a down game. Hasn't had like a crazy start to the season. Obviously, Dak hasn't been great. So that's going to hurt him. I like the matchup here. I think CeeDee Lamb is a solid start, wide receiver one. And then sitting Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks has been a massive fantasy disappointment. I don't even really know if it's his fault. Um, it seems like the Cowboys made a pretty big mistake moving on from uh, Kellen Moore to letting Mike McCarthy call plays. I mean, this was the number one offense in 2021 and then the fourth best offense in points per game in 2022, and that was with Dak injured. So they pivot off of Kellen Moore. He ends up going to the Chargers, who they're playing. Chargers look good offensively. Does not seem like it's panning out here for the Cowboys. On the other side for the Chargers, you fire up Keenan Allen as a locked-in wide receiver one, and then I'm sitting Josh Palmer and Quinton Johnston. I'm going to be interested in seeing if Johnston can kind of make an impact in this game. They had the bye week. I'm obviously a rookie stepping into a larger role now with Mike Williams out. Hopefully, he's able to uh, kind of show some flashes moving forward, but that's going to wrap it up for every single week six matchup. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. If you did, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any questions, you can drop them down below. I've already posted my running back start sets, and then the quarterbacks and tight ends will be coming out today also. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.